Hello and welcome to Extraordinary with me, James Wallace. Throughout this series, I'm talking to a range of people from ordinary backgrounds who have gone on to do and see extraordinary things. This week, I'm talking to Ben Rebuck from Ben's Vegan Kitchen, Plant Boys and podcast host to a brand new series called Two V's in a Pod that is already having phenomenal chart success. In this interview, Ben tells me how he became an almost overnight Insta success and how he's changing perceptions of veganism one follower at a time. Enjoy the show and apologies for any foul language. Ben, Shabbat Shalom. Good Shabbos. Good Shabbos. We're sat here on a lovely Friday evening, drinking our wine, all very zen, all very chilled. Um, Thank you for joining me. You're a very, very... um, busy grammar at the moment i feel like i should be honored yeah i mean i actually had a dm the other day from someone and they were asking me about like their clothing like range that they were bringing out it was all ethical and like they kept thanking me for responding and i'm just like i'm just a person like you've reached out to me like i'm not just gonna be like <laughs> sorry i'm too big time for you like i mean i'm i'm a human being and i posted like a year ago being like oh I'll never get too big to respond to people. And like, even if I just respond to your DM with like a little double tap, I'll give it a like, like I'll, I'll still read it. Um, but yeah, just not when people are like, you know, coming on to me, just asking me if I'm single, those just get deleted straight away. Oh, really? Okay, I want to ask you about that. Anyway, so like <laughs> for, for, for those who don't know who you are, um, you are Ben Rebuck from Ben's Vegan Kitchen, formerly known as Tattoo Tomato, formerly known as Lockdown Quarantine, whatever. Quarantine Vegan. (laughs) Quarantine Vegan. And now you're Ben's Vegan Kitchen and you also run another gram account called Plant Boys or own, I don't know if that's a business, we can come on to that. Um, But essentially you, as far as I can see, are completely changing the face and the and the and the I guess the sound of veganism and all things veganism, which is something I know absolutely nothing about. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm doing it single handedly. I'm I'm part of a, a a group of people who are trying to uh, challenge perceptions about veganism and uh, kind of change the stereotype of what it is to be a male in a very female dominated space. So yeah, I can't take all the credit, but. You know, I like to do things a little bit differently. So if you don't know me yet, you can check me out and you can see what see what it's all about. You do, you do. And actually, I'm going to play a little snippet from Ben's Vegan Kitchen. Okay. 2021, this is the year of the vegan. We are making chicken and beef fajitas. Cut up an onion and some peppers, throw them into fry. It's nice and easy, this one. Some chipotle flakes, chuck in the beef and chicken, and don't be afraid to use old El Paso seasoning mix. It's pretty good. Look at that beef. So good. And uh, yeah, that's literally it. It took about 15 minutes. Give that stuff in your fat fucking face and crack on. What a time to be alive. Yeah, right, so that's so that's the general vibe of, of Ben's Vegan Kitchen. It's very chilled. It's not preachy. What were the perceptions you were trying to challenge? Um, I think without touching too much on stereotypes of vegans as a whole, you know, the the, the perception is vegans like you know are what is someone who does CrossFit or has a boyfriend or is vegan? What are they going to tell you first? Like, you know, it's that whole (laughs) joke, like, oh yeah, you know, I've got to tell someone that I'm vegan. Like for me, being vegan was like a personal choice and I wanted to keep it kind of, for a lot of the time I was vegan, I wanted to kind of keep it that way. And just, you know, I only started my page to show genuinely 
a small group of people who I was friendly with that, you know, vegans eat kind of very similar food and that it's not, you know, a, a, a salad and it's not grass and it's not any of this nonsense that you associate with it stereotypically. So, you know, for me, it was all about just trying to do something with it that people can relate to. And, um, you know, I think it's a massive challenge. It's really hard to get people to, you know, look at veganism and, and see it through their own eyes. Cause you can, you know, I can talk to you and I can say, do you know what veganism is? And you know, you're, you're a millennial like me. I think we're millennials, right? Aren't we? Yeah. 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 You're I a mean, millennial. Yes. I, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, you're 30. I'm not 30 yet. So um, yeah. Sorry. How old are you? Are you a year below me? I'm 29 and a half. <laughs> okay. Right. So, so calm down. Yeah. No, I don't, well, <laughs> I, I've got to use this for the next like four months until I am 30. But yeah, it's, it's all about, look, you know what veganism is. You kind of get the concept of it, but yeah, actually, I look back on when I wasn't vegan, and I would think, "Ugh, like tofu is horrible. It's bland. Like the food is shit." Like, wait, can I swear on this podcast? You can. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just making sure. Like the food is shit. It's bland. It's boring. It's all like plant based. <clears throat> like, you know, salads and lettuce and this. But actually, it's not. And you know, being vegan doesn't have to be this like, oh, like free, free the whale, and like you know, hemp <laughs> skirts and scarves and. You know, I don't have to live in like a yurt in the middle of the forest. Like I live in a house. Um, I drive a SUV. Um, I buy unsustainable oh clothes. You know, <gasps> I'm just a normal person, but I just choose not to eat um, the flesh of dead animals, basically. See, and it's, the- al- it's always that positioning, though. That, yeah. like, it's so <laughs> easy for like vegans to just start going into like the dead animals or like the the poor cow that like doesn't naturally produce milk and like we're drinking it and it's meant to be, you know all all of that crap. True though, people don't know that though. People don't know that. You'd be so surprised, James, how many people I have asked about milk and cows. People, and when I say people, don't really know. It's probably something that I never thought about before I went vegan. That people don't know that cows don't just produce milk whenever they need to be pregnant to produce milk. Like it is. It is messed up. However, I realized by me saying the flesh of dead animals and me talking about the dairy industry within the first like five minutes of this podcast, it's going to turn people off and make them think this guy says he's not preachy, but he's being preachy. So I'm not going to continue down that route because that really isn't what my vibe is. If you want to eat meat and if you want to consume dairy, I don't have an issue with you. You're not going (laughs) to stop being my friend because of it. And if you want to go for a meal together and you want to eat a steak and I want to eat um my you know chips or my side salad depending if it's a steak restaurant obviously there's not gonna be many <laughs> vegan options but if you want to do that you know i, I support your choices 100 percent. so you won't you won't judge if i if we went out for dinner i ordered a steak you would literally say nothing i wouldn't say anything because it's your personal choice and you know if you respect my choice and don't be like oh we've got some lovely grass for you in the garden like you know if you respect my choice i respect yours i only don't respect the people who go out of their way to like like mm, bacon like these sort of dickheads who comment stuff like that yeah. like if you're if you're going to be that type of person then that's absolutely fine you know i'll, I'll shut you down but um <laughs> you know i've i follow people who post pictures of like chateaubriand and like you know like fondues and stuff like that and i like him because i'm like yeah I, I respect good food i've always liked food yeah. and i can see yeah. i'm like yeah it looks it looks banging but your choice is your choice so just to confirm then, so you're 
and it's just a question that I, th- I feel like everyone wants to ask a vegan or everyone ends up asking a vegan, which is basically, why are you a vegan? Like, is it the animals? Is it the environment? Is it all of the above? Like, everyone kind of has a motive, right? Yeah, look, everyone, I think not necessarily everyone has a motive. I think everyone starts for a reason and that reason maybe becomes their motive. My my turning vegan story isn't that exciting and I don't think it makes me sound like an amazing person that I'm like this, uh, <clears throat> I'm this amazing like earthling edge style like vegan activist. I uh, I tried it. At the time, my, my ex-partner, um, I was living with her. She turned vegan. I did a lot of the cooking. So in my head, I said, okay, fine. When we're at home together, I do a lot of the cooking. I'll cook only vegan food at home. And it just got to the point that I found myself being out and about. Um, I was living in Tel Aviv at the time. And Tel Aviv, as a lot of your listeners will absolutely know, is a vegan paradise. The food there, you know, Mediterranean food, salads, hummus, falafel, it's all vegan anyway. But um, it got to the point where I just found myself eating vegan food when I was out. And instead of ordering chicken, I would order, you know, like the alternative. And I went on holiday to to Madrid for a football match. Um, and I was there for two days. And I was like, cool, I'm going on holiday, Madrid, Spain, tapas, pork, you know, Spanish omelets, all of these things, like gambas, like all of these amazing Spanish foods. I was like, I'm just going to eat them. I don't even care. But then I got there and I think I was there from like a Tuesday to a Thursday. I was just like, if I get there on the Tuesday and if I eat all of this stuff, I could have like severe stomach issues for the rest of the trip and it will ruin my whole trip. And literally that was about three and a half years ago and I'm still scared to eat anything in case, um, not to be too graphic, but in case it gives me the shits or makes me feel ill. So yeah, I've been scared for three <laughs> and a half years. Isn't it the other way around? Like I, in my head, like the pulses and all the veg and all that fiber is the thing that gives you the shits. It's not the eating the meat. Or are you saying because you've gone cold turkey on... on... It's cold tofurkey. Do you mind? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Is no, that, is that... It's, it's, yeah, explain yeah. it to me. Basically, your body genuinely isn't designed to consume like meat we are omnivores we can survive off plants like that is a fact we're also carnivorous because that's a choice that our you know our homo sapien ancestors made that they were going to eat this and eat that but we can survive off a plant diet hence why it's so popular your body after about a month or so of being vegan goes through like changes and you know you are right. The pulses, the lentils, the beans, all of this stuff. Like if you ate that now for a week, you will be like, you know, hands on both of the walls in the bathroom, like about oh. three or four times a day, maybe two graphics. Sorry. Um, yeah. You can cut that bit. <laughs> you'll be, <laughs> you'll be in the bathroom, you know, because those things change the, you know, I guess the ecosystem of your body. When you starve yourself off, you know, the things that you're so used to eating, chicken, fish, dairy, all of these things, your body, you know, think of lactose intolerance. Most human beings, and I don't know the number, it's something like 70 or 80 or percent of the world are actually lactose intolerant. We are not designed as a species to eat, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the dairy product from another species, whatever you will call it. I was wondering where you were going to go with that. Yeah, no, it's very true. Like we are not designed to be able to, to consume that. Like we don't have the facilitation in our body, but because we are brought onto it at such a young age, you know, we develop, uh, uh, you know, the ability to to process these things, and you know, you can eat cheese and you can eat milk, and um, all of these things don't affect you. But 
if you stopped eating dairy for a month and then ate some cheese or drank a glass of milk, you would feel it like I'm telling you instantaneously, it's mad because your body changes. Like your your body changes the same way like your taste buds change. You wouldn't have yeah. drunk coffee and wine, you know, and all of these things when you were, you know, 13, 14. But the older you are, and you are a lot older than I am. Um, oh, a lot older, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are able to, you know, to change and your body is able to change. So, yeah, I, I've not eaten meat um, since I went vegan. I had, I have had dairy and it is really disagreed with me. Um, I don't know what eating meat would do to me, but I'm still too scared to find out. So um, I'll probably just keep avoiding it. <laughs> and is that, so did you have um, issues with dairy before you went vegan or was it completely fine? No, like I always tell a story, like me and my dad once missed a train home from France. Like we'd gone there for like a trip, but we missed a train home because we were in like a cheese shop eating and trying all the cheeses. I had no oh, issues. Wow. No issues. I used to drink like glasses of milk. Like I loved it. It was just stuff that I enjoyed. But yeah, I had a. Uh, I was accidentally served some normal uh, Ben and Jerry's not even too long ago, um, and my body was like, "Hang on a sec, this isn't you vegan." I, like, I knew it was mad. Like it's mad how wow. yeah. And my partner was like, "No, no, there's no way," because um, it was her dad. Her dad bought ice cream and was like, "It's the vegan one," and I had no reason to to doubt it. He'd, he'd gotten it wrong. It was an honest mistake. And, you know, literally I had about three or four spoonfuls and I was like, hmm, something feels a little bit rumbly in my stomach. Like it's all a little bit weird. And yeah, I, I knew like without even looking at the packet, I knew it was, uh, it was very weird. <laughs> that's mental. Yeah. That's, that's mad. I did. I mean, I never thought of it. I kind of thought it would be the opposite, but I guess it is the opposite, but you've just got to power through it. Right. Because if you, if you go straight onto the, the beans, lentils, and pulses, yeah. you're going to have the, the feel the, the effect. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let, let's, let's move on from <laughs> yeah. that. So, so to be clear then, your motive or your reason was purely because you were living with a fellow vegan, right? You didn't feel like, oh my God, I need to do this. You were doing it for someone else. I was doing it for someone else, but when I started it, I realized that it had benefits. Like I felt better about myself and you know, I always use the example of the lethargicness. Is that a word? It doesn't sound like a word. Lethargy. Lethargy. Yeah, that's better. We Does said that it. Sound- yeah, no, that yeah. is. We said it at the same time, so it's definitely the right word. Um, yeah. I always use the example of you know everyone's had this feeling. You go out for a burger, you have a burger, like chips, a drink, whatever, and you get up and you're like, oh god, I'm so full. Like I feel like you can yeah. feel it in your stomach. It's sitting there and you know, it takes a while to get rid of that feeling. The first time I went out and I had like a vegan burger and chips and a drink, like for like pound for pound, the same meal, not a healthier version by any stretch of the imagination, just a vegan version. And I remember getting up and being like, wait. And I was like touching my stomach and I was like, I feel absolutely fine. I just got on with my day and I was like, this is actually really cool. Like I can eat the same foods, enjoy the same flavors and actually, you know, not feel like complete shit afterwards. So it had already kind of gotten into my head a little bit that actually maybe this is really good for my body. And, you know, look, I always say to people, cause you know, some of your listeners might be listening and thinking, I've thought about going vegan. I don't know if it works for me. I don't know how healthy it is. Like for me, I don't think veganism is something that can be seen as like a, you know, oh, it's January, I need to lose some weight, I'm going to go vegan. Like that for me doesn't work because vegan food, especially the 
stuff that is really accessible, the stuff that's out there on the market, in the fast food places, in the supermarkets, it's not actually that healthy. A lot of it has, you know, high amounts of gluten, which I don't think is particularly good for you. Um, you know, a lot of people are celiac and they can't consume gluten. Like gluten's not a great like yeah. substance for humans to consume anyway. Um, a lot of it is high in saturates, high in salts. Like, don't think it's like an easy way out, you know. You can always tell who's gone vegan for the animals and who's gone vegan for health reasons because the people who've gone vegan for the animals, they're the ones eating all the burgers. They're the ones eating all like the junk food because they don't actually care about the way that they feel. Um, The people who have gone vegan for health are the ones with these Buddha bowls with a thousand different grains and pulses. Um, I'm somewhere in between. I I eat everything, as you can see by my... uh, my uh, my beer belly at the minute, but it's all good. It's uh, it all well. That's an nice. interesting point. I mean, I I definitely, um, I definitely agree with your point around not feeling shit afterwards. So I mean, I I am by no stretch of the imagination a vegan, nor have I even tried to be because I I can't get my head around it. Um, to be totally honest, but I have had like a few vegan lunches. You know, um, amazing brand Strong Roots, mm. um, like. Put a couple of those like spinach balls with some sweet corn, some chopped up cucumber, some tomatoes, and it's like a really good lunch, and I love it, and I and I love the feeling of feeling that bit lighter after a good meal. For sure. But what's also interesting, as I was doing a little bit of research, um, is that Deliveroo have seen 163% increase in vegan orders in the last 12 months. Okay. Um Veganuary as I, an organization you were very close to, had uh, 560,000 people sign up for it this year, which is mad. Crazy half, numbers. Over half a million. Yeah, crazy numbers. Yeah. Um, and that's that's official signups as well. That's people who have like physically gone onto the website to sign up. That doesn't include like people that are like, oh, I'm going to give it a try and not. Oh, really? Yeah, so I, I can only assume, you know. You can j- double. Yeah, easily. Like, you look at all the marketing around Veganuary this year. Like, on the TV, it's constant. Like, every TV advert around yeah. food was like, oh, don't forget that, you know, M&S do vegan food and Asda do vegan food. Like, everyone was, like, pushing it. So, yeah, those numbers are – you've got to remember, we're, we're a country of, what, like, 70-odd million? Or, like, the UK has 70-odd million. Um, 500,000 is a great number, but 100% there's there's way more than that who would – you know, like at least dip into it hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, you can you can definitely tell as well because all the advertising at the moment is, um, you know, even over Christmas they were doing like vegan roasts, Valentine's Day, dine in for two, vegan, yeah. like vegan um, meal deals. You can see it everywhere, and it really is um, truly embedded into into the way that we can, you know, do our shops in the in the supermarkets. Yeah, um, and. I'm keen to get your thoughts because uh, I actually don't know anything about this, but I saw on Instagram that you did it. You went to this Asda. What, explain what it is and what it was because I won't do it any justice. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Asda in Watford, which is, if I'm not mistaken, the biggest supermarket in the country. I think it's a hypermarket. Um, really? I, I, I am led to believe that that is true. Um it's one of the only hypermarkets in the whole country, and I believe it's the biggest. Um, it's certainly the biggest as to um, – obviously, you'll have places like Costco, which maybe have a slightly larger like square footage. But anyway, in this in this um, Watford Asda, they have just opened um, something called Vlicious, which is uh, what they're calling a vegan butcher. So Vlicious um, – what's actually really cool about it is they have – taken over what used to be like the fishmongers 
the fishmongers is shut down and they've replaced it with this vegan butcher. So, um, you know, you can get, you know, you, you name it, you can get the vegan version there. You know, you can get, they've got like vegan salmon sashimi. They've got vegan black pudding. They've got vegan chicken wings. They've got all sorts of cheeses. Mad. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the prices are just astronomical. It's like enough to put people off for life. Um, Even in Asda? Yeah, and that that's my concern with it because they're trialling this in this one Asda. And, you know, Asda, I, know, I need to choose my words carefully here, but Asda is traditionally the, you know, it's not... An Mass art, market. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's cheaper prices aimed at people who can't necessarily afford to shop at bigger you know, supermarket chains such as an M&S or a Waitrose, for example. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a choice. You, yeah. might, you might sometimes shop at Asda, you might sometimes exactly, not. Exactly. Like, I, I don't want to sound classist whatsoever, and that's not where I'm trying to go with it. But Asda <laughs> is, you know, it has a reputation. Um, yeah. So for them to launch this in, a, in an area like Watford, that in also, in my opinion, isn't, you know, it's not the most uh, exclusive area. It's not, you know, the people that shop there, they probably don't have as much of a choice. Um, and this is not to completely generalise, and this is really hard to to say. So I really don't want to sound, you know, whatever. Basically, but, as there are, are are not charging what they should be. For yeah, it's not. It's, it's it's like the top end prices. So if they're running this for six months as a test, um, I <clears> fear <throat> the the results aren't going to be great um, on the whole. And I I don't necessarily see it as being something that is rolled out at every Asda in the country. So. Um, that's my opinion on it. Like, I think you did. You have like a specific question on the the vegan butcher itself because you were like, you want my opinion. No, just keen to understand what it was. Yeah, I mean, um, look, I, I posted a I posted a reel of it on my Instagram and it got something like three hundred thousand views, which is great. But it it really irritated me because I've spent years making loads of recipes and um, my most popular video and post I've ever done has been of me like literally walking around a supermarket. So it's kind of annoying. It's bittersweet, I've got to say. Um, right. But you that, that's I, the nature of content. Exactly. But I got a lot of comments from people being like, Oh, we can't call it a butcher because they're not selling meat and that's what a butcher does. Like the whole right. idea is to literally, you know, like subverse people's ideology about what a butcher is. If you think I'm gonna go to the butcher because I need to go get uh, a steak, or I need to go to the butcher because I'm gonna go get some like sausages. This is the whole idea. If you see vegan butcher and you think, okay, I can go there to get a vegan steak or vegan sausages, it does, it blurs the lines between veganism and like almost, I use, want to use the term reality, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and it it's there to help more people understand that you can eat the same types of food, um, but vegan. Yeah, because there, there is a debate in vegan land, isn't there, around whether or not it's right. I guess it's probably not even a debate in vegan land. It's probably a debate in non-vegan land around whether it's right for vegans to be eating food that looks like dead animals when the whole point is to like steer away from it, right? Uh, Maybe. It, it, it's a debate amongst people who don't really understand why people go vegan. Um, I can <laughs> see you smirking because you can, you've not triggered me there. Look, I always have this reaction to people like I have not gone vegan and millions and millions of other people haven't necessarily gone vegan because they don't like the taste of meat. I love the taste of meat. I love me a sausage. I love me a steak. 
you know, I've always <laughs> enjoyed, sorry, um, the wine's gotten slightly to my head. Why are you winking at me when you say that? I well? didn't wink. That is so that is defamation of character, I have you know. Um, um, I've got photo footage to say otherwise. <laughs> Listen, I didn't go vegan because I didn't like the taste of meat. I went vegan because I realised that actually the meat industry is really messed up and the dairy industry is messed up and I don't really want to be the type of person that kind of buys into that. If you can get me something that tastes exactly how I remember, you know, I had the vegan black pudding from there. And, you know, as a Jew, it's something that, you know, I probably shouldn't really like. But I used to love black pudding. It's weird. It's congealed blood sausage. It shouldn't taste nice, but it tastes yeah. great. But the vegan and version had- tastes just as good. But does it? it? It Honestly, it does. It tastes exactly how I remember black pudding tasting. And okay. it's, uh, it's healthier and it's not congealed pig's blood. Like, what more could you want? I've heard a lot of people say that the biggest challenge of giving something up is bacon. Is that true? Um, yeah, I mean, bacon seems to be the consensus amongst the trolls on Instagram commenting. I think I mentioned it earlier. Like, oh, you know, what about bacon and bacon this? Um, yeah, I never was huge into bacon. I liked it. The smell is good. The taste is good. But it's not something that I would eat a lot. But then again, I grew up in a Jewish household where we didn't eat pork. Um, yeah. So it's not something I grew up on personally. But some of the vegan bacon tastes great. It smells the same. Um, it has a very similar, you know, meaty, salty flavor. Um, well, my advice is just give it a try. There's two brands I would recommend. One is called This. Um, they make bacon in like kind of strips, which looks more like bacon. It looks more like like cartoon bacon, you know. That yeah, like the colors. Yeah, block colors. Yeah, like straight lines. It's sort of it. Yeah. Like, Whereas yeah. there's there's another brand which is called Vivera, which are a Dutch brand, and their their bacon comes in like little pieces. Like literally, it doesn't resemble bacon at all. But the flavor is is un unmatched for me. Um, and I've I've turned quite a lot of non vegans onto this product to say just give it a try and you know i know a lot of people who are now eating it as part of their regular like diet they've replaced pig bacon with this vegan bacon because it tastes so good which is great so let's move on to um growing ben's vegan kitchen um why did you change from tattoo tomato to uh quarantine kitchen to ben's vegan kitchen were you just feeling a bit indecisive no uh, so I started off as Tattoo Tomato and my growth was okay. I think the max I got on Tattoo Tomato was about 1,100, 1,200 followers. And that took about two years. Um, So it took a long time. And then obviously with whatever was happening with COVID, and I really don't want to talk about COVID because we're all so bored of it. Yeah, Um, that's not. But I decided to change my Instagram handle to Quarantined Vegan, not Quarantine Kitchen. Sorry, Um, right. That's all right. and ironically, I spelled it wrong because in March of 2020, I hadn't ever had to write the word quarantine. Um, <laughs> now it's something that is like second nature. So I, I'd actually was like, you know, this is a good idea. Quarantine vegan. This is smart. This is easy. Um, but I ended up being like quarantined, like vegan. Like I spelled it completely wrong, um, which was annoying. Ah. So then after I realized that it took like a good week and no one was like, Hey, Hey bro. Um, you spelled this wrong. Um, <laughs> it took a while for anyone to kind of cotton on. So I ended up changing it and I had to have like an underscore cause someone else did it. And I was like, you know what? This is smart. This is like a good marketing ploy because people are going to be 
searching for quarantine. People are going to be searching for vegan. And also being on furlough gave me a, a hell of a lot more time to actually make content. Um, I had made, if you go on my page, if you're really bored, if you go on my page and you go onto Instagram TV, IGTV, and you scroll back, maybe like six or seven videos, um, so it shouldn't actually take that long. I did make one video where I made an avocado pesto um, from about 2019. And at the end of that video, I was like, oh, if you like this, um, I'm going to make more videos. I'm going to do more stuff. Like, I wanted to do it. This is from 2019? Yeah, so... Oh, wow. I think it's... Yeah, it was 2019, and the video, I'm just scrolling as I look because it shouldn't take very long. Um, Like, I look look really young. Vegan avocado pesto pasta. Um, I basically... This was, yeah, 24th of June. I mean, look at this, like, child... Cooking. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's showing me a video now. He's yeah. very handsome. <laughs> yeah, he does look older now, though. I, I've I've got a more haggard, I've got to say. So yeah. I, I did that June 2019. I was like, oh, okay, this is a good direction for this channel to go and whatnot. And then, like, typically of me, like, I got bored. I was like, I can't be asked to do it. Like, It's too much fast, too much hassle. So yeah. I stopped doing it. But um, quarantine and lockdown gave me the opportunity. I was on furlough from my job. I was getting paid to do nothing. So I was thought, I may as well make out like I'm getting paid to be this amazing content creator. So I just started, you know, I started bashing out more stuff. And I think having vegan in the in the name of the page made it far yeah. more SEO friendly. People were, you know, Look finding... At you, yeah. marketing lingo. I mean, I literally work in social media. This is my job. We can talk about that later if you want, but <laughs> I work in social media. So I was like, look, this is a good opportunity for me to do more stuff. And yeah, it just, it started growing like crazy. Um, it's weird because like 2020 feels years ago, doesn't it? Like, do you remember when... Yeah, it does. Do you remember when we were does. going for like walks in the park in like April and it was like 30 degrees for whatever reason? And, yeah. you know, life was like weird and we would like wash our shopping from the supermarket as it arrived. And, you know, that feels like a lifetime ago. But yeah, I remember hitting some milestones of, you know, I remember putting out a post of some sushi and it got like 500 likes. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, this is amazing. Now I get like 500 likes when I post like me like sneezing on my stories like do you know what i mean like i it doesn't All right, take babe. yeah no i'm fucking big time now i don't even care <laughs> i've worked no i worked really hard to get to where i am so i need to keep you to, grounded yeah no jokes aside like i am i am still very grounded about it but yeah no 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 you have and i'm probably where it's you you've now i think that on the last check you're you're coming on you're, you're on twenty four thousand followers like that that's huge get because it, like you yeah. said 18 months ago or whatever you were on like what mate not even not, not even not even 18 months like genuinely like we're now what February 2021 like this time last year I was on like a thousand followers so wow. the growth has been great and you know the change to Ben's Vegan Kitchen was because I wanted to make sure I kept the word vegan in there because it was more searchable and people quite like it like I actually thought the name was a little bit naff um I'm not gonna lie I wasn't sold on it because I liked being tattooed tomorrow because it was it was me I've got tattoos you can't see it. obviously it's a podcast yeah I've got tattoos the tomato was a nice like alliteration but it wasn't really like it didn't really mean anything. Um, quarantine vegan, like it ended when we were out of lockdown the first time. Um, I could have definitely kept it because it's been nothing but you know I could have been tier one vegan, tier three vegan. Yeah, um, it would have been constantly <laughs> lockdown vegan. Lockdown vegan. I'm sure there's still people like you know rolling with it, but look, I'm, I'm Ben's Vegan Kitchen now. That's here to stay. BBK. So the idea, so 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 people would be sitting on Instagram being like, I want to make something vegan for dinner tonight and they would potentially search on instagram 
vegan kitchen and the idea is is that you would then rank a bit higher right yeah I, I kind of like yeah i i think my ranking is quite high up because people find me without me actually having to do anything like it must be yeah it must be for me it's having the word vegan in the name um it's not necessary i know a lot of people who don't have the word vegan in their uh instagram handle and they've got more followers than i do it isn't a necessity um got you it seems to work for me and uh yeah, I think people see like this shouty, sweary like geezer who likes pints and football, um, delicately eating all these like little little vegan things, and think, ah, oh, if this if this fat lump can do it, I definitely can. It's so easy. <laughs> well, you're not a fat lump anymore. Well, no, we yeah, <laughs> not 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 um, as much. So, um, so I, I guess the, I was going to ask you whether or not you expected it to take off, and I assume you didn't because you were just. But you, but at the same time, you were grafting. Like the hustle was real, right? You were cooking every single day, and I and I dabbled in like making a few reels and a couple of IGTVs and a couple of TikToks. It is so hard, and that might be me showing my age because I'm sure there are 18 and 19 year olds out there who do it like in seconds, but like. I do not find those video productions for social media at all easy. They're not, no. And, um, you know, I've kind of fine-tuned it a little bit to make it easier to do what I do now. Like, I can do it relatively quickly. Um, Did I expect it to blow up? No. But did I back myself to be in this position? Like, 100%. Like, it's not cockiness. It's just like... No, I love it. It's who I am. Like, historically, like, I've worked as like a video presenter like I used to do presenting for like social media channels and I've been on YouTube and I've been on TV and I've done all these things like I'm no big time like people don't know who I am but I always backed myself to make content yeah really good content exactly so I always back myself to be able to do it like usually other people will be making it for me but to have the creative control and be like you know what's great like this is my channel if I want to say like fuck and shit and like if i want to be sweary and angry and shouty like i can be if i want to be zen and calm i can be like i don't have to you know run through um you know people that i work with i don't have to ask other people questions i can just do it so i was like i'm gonna just find my niche and i found like an in-between line of like the page started growing when i started kind of trying to be like a character and i call it a character because it's not really me like it's part of who I can be. Like, it's like a persona. It's a caricature of yourself. I mean, I know you are like a lad, right? <laughs> I would describe you. You're not like a butch lad, but you're a lad. Like, you and you and our mate love love a football match and yeah. a pint of beer, right? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> and that's yeah. where I don't come. Um, <laughs> but, but, but you were, you know, sh- shoving your fat fucking face and stuff and like beeping it out and like being a bit of a geezer. Yeah. Um, is a caricature of, I would say, your your own authentic personal brand. Yeah, for sure. It, it was definitely a kind of extension of myself, um, <laughs> but it wasn't really me. Like I've, I've I've always, you know, kind of been that person to an extent. But <clears throat> like anyone who who's spent more than five minutes talking to me knows that it's not really who I'm about. And you yeah, know, I'm you're a, a nice, male. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> I'm a I'm a typical like Jewish mama's boy, and you know, I'm I'm soft. I'm so so soft. But um, I thought another soft act in that space is just going to be swept under the rug with all the other soft acts in that space. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to subvert this narrative and just be this massive, Ooh. massive geezer. 
um, and just literally swear and shout and make vegan food like no one else was doing it. It works. And And that is, you know... I also work in marketing and social media. Like it, and I, I've said on a previous podcast as well, getting someone's time and attention is not easy. It is the most valuable asset. So when you're scrolling on Instagram and someone's made you stop and read, and if you and even, if you click, that person's going to get a bonus because that is like the hardest thing. Anyway, on that point, I'm going to just transition into some of your latest work okay. in contrast to what I played earlier. So here we go. It's relaxing. What can I say? <laughs> it's relaxing until you caption it crack noodles. That's just the name of the noodles. I I <laughs> I, I can't I can't um yeah, I can't take credit for the name of the noodles. I I saw a recipe and I sort of juiced it up a little bit and made it a bit my own. But yeah, it's like it's this relaxing style of video that, you know, you only have to spend five minutes on TikTok to see that's what kind of people yeah. are people are into. So yeah, it's really completely different to the big shouty sweary geezer. Unless you saw, did you see the story that I posted when I was making that video and I smashed my head? on the um no on the extractor fan i'm just like fuck <laughs> that's the real me but, yeah. but that's what i love i mean i do i love how um how much variation there is of, of content on your on your feed like you're doing reels you're doing igtvs there's a bit of what do we call it asmr there's shove it in your fat fucking face and i think you can see that you're experimenting in like your fans, and I'll call them fans because you've got some pretty diehard ones go wild for it they like anything you do you could like I don't know, do a bit of toast and people would love it. Yeah, I've genuinely talked about just doing like an ASMR like toast recipe. Uh, you need to. I've spreading probably, butter. Yeah, like, I mean, the spreading butter will take like, but literally like the taking it out of the bag and putting it in the toaster and putting it down and lifting it up and checking like... Right, it, please it, do I'm and credit me. Okay, yeah. I mean, I genuinely have already had this idea. I, I can show you the messages of talking about like a piss take. Yeah like beans on toast, but I'll credit you for this. For no oh, right. problem. Look, I, I, think, I, I think the important thing with social media and doing these type of things, like I follow a lot of people who they post the same plate in the same style. And yeah. I've done that a lot. You go through my page and you see, I go through stages of doing things differently, but I'm just trying to find whatever it is that works for me. And, you know, people like this ASMR vibe. Um, it seems to work quite well. The video numbers have been like those crack noodles. I think they got like, 180,000 views or something like that. Oh my um, god. Which is one of my like strongest recipes that I've I've put out there. Oh, they're literally about to hit 200,000 views. Um I did uh, a tofu shakshuka which got 90,000 views. Like some of them hit and some of them miss, but you know, it's just these things that are a little bit different and someone watches it and being like I've had to watch this three times because I couldn't find the recipe because I was enjoying it so much like <laughs> People seem to like this. And Do you love it? Like, what what gets you? What gives you the buzz? Is it the number of views? Is it the comments? Is it the interaction? Is it followers? Like, what what is like your measure of success? It's 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 weird, isn't it? Because I try so hard not to be one of these people. Like, oh, look how many followers I've got, and I've got this amount of followers this week, and I've got this many likes. Like. If you want to be successful on social media, like you do have to take those things into account. But 
you know, I, I was having this conversation genuinely yesterday with the same guy who runs this sustainable clothing company. And I was like, I can't let it go to my head because, you know, tomorrow Instagram can stop working and yeah. people, you know, it, it doesn't define who I am as a person. Like, yeah. Having and you've ex- still got a day job ultimately. Like your, your life doesn't depend on Ben's vegan kitchen. For sure. And, you know, one day if it does, it would be great. Um, but yeah. at, at the end of the day, it's not, you know, it's not who I am. It's just something that I do. So, like for me, the the greatest like um, success, uh, the greatest measure of success for me is when people message me and they either say, "I've made your recipe, it tastes amazing," or um, "You've really helped me go vegan." Because that's when I feel like I'm making a difference to people. Um, I've said this many times before, and you know, there's a there's a track of me saying it to several different people, and on on podcasts and in videos, like. I would ra- rather one meat eater made my recipes than a hundred vegans make my recipes because I want people to like find. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. I, want, I want people to find it easy, and you know, if someone watches it and says, "Ah, oh, you know, I've never eaten tofu before. I tried this and I really liked it. I'm going to try tofu again." You know, that for me is like, yeah, I've actually made the difference. Whereas, you know, oh, me having twenty four thousand followers, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean anything, does it? It's just a number. Like, I'm not going to Dubai to, like, pose in front of, like, the Burj Khalifa in my bikini anytime soon. Careful. Um, should, I no, go that, to, that, should I go to Dubai? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you and all the other influencers, right? Exactly. I hate that word. I don't want to be called an influencer. I am a content creator. Oh, Ben, come no, on. I create content, and that is what I am. I'm not an influencer because I don't set out to influence people. If they are influenced by me... That's their that's their choice. I don't want to try and influence people. I'm making food that I eat, and if you want to make it sweet, if you don't, don't give a fuck. Seriously, I'll take that. I'll yeah. take that. But you're an influencer. Um, so, um, what is the difference? And I, this is something that I always think about in Tesco's. What's the difference between veganism and being plant based? Um, it's a good question. I think there'll be some technical definitions, but my definition is. If you are plant-based, you are only eating um, food that is derived from plants. So, you know, your meals will be like... Uh, you can't have any like... Yeah, you don't... you don't Manufactured stuff. Yeah, but, you know, it will be different for everyone. Like for some people, you know, that's defined as being vegan. And, you know, you can only be vegan if you don't wear leather and you don't wear suede and, you know, you you walk everywhere and you live in the garden in a tent and you know everyone's got their own definitions for for me i i personally define them as like a, a dietary choice like i consider myself vegan but i still have things that other people who are way more extreme with it than i am would define me as plant based so um for me i i define them from the diet point of view but for a lot of people they define it from a lifestyle um i've had a lot of people say to me you should be called Ben's plant-based kitchen because you're not actually vegan because oh you know your God. car has your car has like suede seats and you know you wear trainers and you know shit like that like yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not sustainable but it, it it's each to their own um I just personally all see it as like the same thing if I'm being completely yeah. honest it is no, what it is it's one of those things I do too um and another thing I heard you talk recently about is kind of surprising foods that you think are vegan but are not yeah, what you mean, like crisps? <laughs> like crisps, that exactly. So, like, I didn't know that crisps. Well, not every crisp in the world, obviously, but a lot of crisps has milk powder in it. It's mad, isn't it? 
So you so so do you literally like you think you can go into I don't what's the flavor of crisp that has milk powder in it? Like the Thai chili sensations. The best ones, right? Yeah, like elite level of crisp. <laughs> elite level crisp. And you're walking into like you're sitting there like you're going into Tesco's looking for for sensations and you literally just can't have it. No, because you know, being vegan is all about like just being aware of what you're eating. And for me, that's what has been great because you know, I could be out and about, like, forget quarantine and lockdown, whatever. You know, normal day-to-day life, I'm out and about, like, oh, I'm a bit peckish. I can't just go into, you know, the corner shop and be like, I'm going to get, like, a chocolate bar and a packet of crisps. I've got to go in and be like, what can't I eat and what can I eat? And that, for me, is a choice. It's long. It it, it does long yeah. out your life, but... But it's the same as, like, uh, I guess people who are really into the gym and, like, into their fitness, you you would think about what you can and can't eat then as well. It's, it's a dietary lifestyle choice that you make every single day. Yeah, literally, and you've just got to think it through. But, you know, my, my whole mantra with it is that, you know, if you're doing it, if you eat, you know, you can go to someone's house and they put out a bowl of crisps and they're Thai chili sensations. And if you eat them, it doesn't make you a bad person. You know, it, it is what it is. And I'm all about, like, people making mistakes and just kind of getting on with it. And every time on Instagram where I've asked people to be like, you know, I'll keep this anonymous, you know, what mistakes have you made? Like, whether they've been active or, like, you know, yeah. or you've not really thought about it. People come flooding in. Seriously, like people, With the crisps. <laughs> it's not just the crisps. It's loads of things. People will say like, "Oh, I, I got drunk and ate this," or um, "I knew this pizza had cheese on it, but I didn't care and I just ate it." People are just so scared because we're in this like culture of um, like what aboutery and this culture yeah. of like virtue signaling. Where you know, yeah. I would never on my page be like, "Yo, guess what? I've just eaten these crisps. They were peng. They're so nice. They're amazing." if they had milk powder in them, because someone's going to be like, oh my God, you're not vegan. You're eating this. And I'd be like, I can't be fucking bothered for that stuff. Like, <laughs> Here's an exclusive for the Extraordinary with James Wallace podcast. I eat Thai chili sensations sometimes because they're fucking <gasps> nice. They're great. They're a great oh. crisp and I'll eat them and it doesn't make me any less of a vegan because they've got like 0.5% of milk powder in them. Just take the milk powder out of the crisp. What's the point? It's pointless. 100%. You can't be a purist about anything in life. Like, it's just ridiculous. 100%. Um, Everyone makes mistakes, and it's okay just to, you know, just yeah. accept that, and that is that is life. You're, you're doing the best you can, and uh, c'est la vie, as the French would say. 100%. And yeah. it's, you know, we, we're quite close to it as well, because if you think about people who keep kosher in Judaism, like, obviously, like, it's no one does it to the law of the letter, right? It's, it's virtually impossible unless you're living in Israel. Yeah, not even that. Living well. in Israel makes it even harder, unless you're in, like, a yeshiva and, you know, <laughs> your, your your wife is your second cousin and all of that stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, right, some some quick fires then for you. Let's go. <clears throat> Seitan or tofu? Tofu. Really? Yeah. Uh, no, okay. tofu is great. You just got to learn how to cook it. Follow Ben's Vegan Kitchen for some great tofu recipes. When's the fucking cookbook? Uh, probably never because I don't write down my recipes. I can't be bothered for that. Soz. Well, good job they're all vlogged, aren't they? So yeah, we can do a virtual vlog cookbook, maybe. No, you just got to spend some time going back in time and. Uh, no, because you know what, James? I like to, you know, I'm making something. I give it a taste. I'm like, oh, it needs a bit of this, and I put in a bit of that, and I've gone uh, in the cupboard and I've thrown that in it. I'm not going to write that down because that's just not how I like to cook. That's why I don't bake. Well, bake. you need to hire someone to watch you. 
Uh, yeah, I, I feel like you're volunteering. Absolutely not. I'm very busy. Okay. Um, right. <laughs> Chickpeas or couscous? Chickpeas. Tomatoes or broccoli? Depends. Probably broccoli if we're talking like just as a veg. But tomatoes mm. are t- tomatoes are versatile. Like I eat a lot of pasta, so probably tomatoes. But like it depends what. Give me an option. Is it on a pizza? Like, I don't know. I'm going broccoli. Uh, it's green. It looks pretty. It looks like trees. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree. I would have chosen um, broccoli as well. Uh, sweet corn or soy beans? Uh, it's actually we, soy beans, isn't it? Yeah, we're talking soy. like edamame. Yeah. Uh, sweet corn. Really? I love That's sweet sad. corn. No nutritional value there, I hear. Um, vegan chicken or vegan beef? Vegan chicken. Okay, what's I've, the difference? I've just had vegan chicken more. It's probably exactly like like for like the same ingredients, but I've just had a lot more vegan chicken. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, corn sausages or Linda McCartney sausages? Both crap. Get Richmond sausages. They're the best. Oh, okay. Richmond. Yeah. Um, sweet potato or normal potato? I've got to say normal potato because it's just so versatile. It's, I, I love a sweet potato, but you're limited. Uh, normal potato, you've got gnocchi, you've got chips, you've got smiley faces, you've got waffles, you've got fries, you know, the the, the endless possibilities. It's, it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and and lastly, <laughs> what is your favourite herb? Ooh, um, probably basil. Basil? Probably. Basil. Basil. Um, yeah, I mean, when you said it, that was the first thing that came to my mind. So I'm assuming my brain yeah, is. Basil's telling... a good one. I like basil. Yeah, but basil is also quite limiting because it's very Italian. I wouldn't use basil. Actually, Thai basil is kind of, kind of nice. If it's not basil, it's probably um, rosemary. Good old rosemary. It's also quite a powerful one. Yeah, I, I, like, I like my powerful spices. Oh, do you? Yes. Lovely. Um, okay, <clears throat> cool. Right, so we're coming to the end, and one thing that I've asked everyone to do is write a letter to their younger self, and partly because I did it, like I say, all the time, and uh, I found it a really, really powerful exercise, and I think it's really interesting to see what people say to their younger selves. So, have you prepared something for me today? I have indeed. I, I, I felt myself writing, like you know, you get those people who post like on Facebook, like it would be like a picture of a sunset. But then there's like an inspirational quote. Like I, I kind of felt like that's what I was writing. So that's the point. That's yeah. what we want. Okay. So what is it written down, or are you going to make it up as you go? No, I've written it down. I've got I it here in a, in a Google Doc. It's uh, titled "Letter to Younger Self." Love it. Do you want me to go? Uh, or yes, you... please. Yeah. No, I'd love you to go. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, before I talk about this, I do still want to mention Plant Boys. I got to give that a plug at some point. Do you know what? Pause there. Pause. I also wanted to. I've written Plant Boys yeah. because because what the hell is Plant Boys? What the hell is Plant Boys? Plant Boys is the future of veganism, and that is one hell of a sentence. Basically, okay. we we decided that um, men in the vegan space were um, stereotyped and they were typecast and they were presumed to be you know anything other than. I don't like using the term normal, but you know, the, yeah. the stereotype of a bloke, a geezer, a lad, like whatever, that is nothing you would ever associate with veganism. They're on like the opposite ends of the spectrum. And the more I spent in this space, the more people I spoke to, and the more I sort of realized, I was like, these guys are like me, you know, they like, you know, the same things. And there's, there's that misconception about what we are supposed to be like. So we were like, 
this this needs to change and we need to really challenge the stereotype of what a vegan male is and i mentioned before like you know we don't wear hemp we're not like hippies we're not we're not the type of people that go on demonstrations i'm not gonna throw red paint at a butcher um yeah we're nine different guys from nine different backgrounds we've got you know people from the philippines from nigeria from you know all over the world like we've got you know all people from different walks of life different ethnicities different backgrounds um culturally society society no i'm not gonna say it um coach like culturally i don't know what you were trying to say that would have helped you but from like societies (laughs) like societally societally something like that socially no i guess socially maybe but there is another word on anyway we've got nine different guys from all different walks of life different backgrounds different ethnicities um different socio-economical backgrounds things like that um and we've just kind of brought them all together and we've said right we're going to make a page we're going to call it plant boys um i think originally it had i think we just called it like the vegan mandem and we're like this is a bit lame um so we went yeah you agree very Good lame. Call. yeah Good call. so we went for plant boys and yeah we're just trying to do things a little bit different you know the space is dominated by females um yeah veganism and 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 you know masculinity don't go hand in hand um i'd say from all of us at least 80 percent of our followers are female um can i say female like do i have to say that they identify as no, right? okay. No. You're, you're okay. To yeah, female. just making sure. Yeah, um, most of our followers, at least I'd say seventy-five to eighty percent, are female, and yeah, we just wanted to do something different. So we come together, and people love the idea. We've had some like branded deals with the likes of Corn, Wagamamas, um, Squeaky Bean. We're talking to a few other people at the minute, uh, and yeah, we've just made some really cool content, and and people are people are relating to it because they're like, I know that guy. Like that's the guy that I meet down the the pub on a Friday night who's there with his pals and you know that's the guy that you know takes the bins out and that's the guy who delivers the shopping like they're just the normal people that you just meet but we're vegan and we're having a a fucking good time about it and so you're like a group of guys and you're literally knocking down the barriers to you know the everyday man trying to explore veganism right exactly and we're just trying to show people that you don't have to be something you know like like abnormal to be vegan we're you know we're, we're normal and I, I do hate the term normal because what is normal but you're relatable relatable, relatable. yeah we're relatable yeah. people who just happen to not eat meat like you don't have to be oh i've eaten this tomahawk steak um yeah that's what makes me a man like there's there's no there's no definition of what is manly um we're we're all just normal ish guys who are who are vegan trying to kind of make you know fun content and and do really cool things for um i guess just for for the space really and what's so what's the i get a what's the ambition for ben's kitchen in the next like two to three years and what's the ambition for plant boys where where do you go with that um so i mean for me like ben's vegan kitchen is just gonna like tick along and it will hopefully keep growing like i know a lot of people they get to like the sort of 20k and they get a bit stagnant and they don't really grow i want to keep growing and see where it goes i haven't set myself any goals or any targets it's just let's see where it goes and what happened plant boys for me is 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 what i'm really like passionate about because i think we've got something different um to what's on the market um a lot of the vegan like celebs if you want to call them that you've got people like gaz oakley he's white we've got bosch he's white like the bosch brothers they're both white um we've got a lot of people there that are lacking diversity and and we've got something a bit different we're a, a, a diverse group of 
of guys who at the end of the day now have become like really good mates and we just want to make vegan food together and make it really accessible for everyone um so for me i would love in you know 12 months to you know two years time for plant boys to you know be my full-time job i would love for us all to be able to earn, love earn a lifestyle creating content for people and then not getting bored of it so we'll see we're we're making a bit of money now at the minute so back to your letter to your younger self yeah are you ready i am um do i need to explain it at all is that what happens afterwards once i've read it out yeah we'll do it after okay cool so i have written and yeah it's a, it's a weird one to read out loud actually because I, I wrote it down but i haven't actually read it out loud yet so I've written, Dear Ben, life has a funny way of turning out. Avenues and paths are there to be walked, but always remember to walk at your own pace. Don't think you can't take a different road and don't always listen to people when they give you directions. To travel the road less traveled and to be on an adventure is the greatest advice I can give you. When life gives you lemons, don't just make lemonade. Take a bite out of one, wince a little bit and learn maybe not to do that again, but (laughs) at least try it. Take the plunge, rip off the plaster, and don't be afraid of getting hurt along the way. All too often, the fear is worse than the reality, and the reality is the story to tell. Not every decision affects the future, so have fun, be adventurous, and enjoy yourself. Finally, don't spend years hating yourself and who you are. Don't spend years trying to be someone you're not, and don't spend years being the person you think other people want you to be. Be yourself, be proud of who you are, where you came from and who you are becoming. You'll get there in the end. And when you do, you'll ultimately realize it was worth the wait. Much love, Ben. That was amazing. Can that you, was so good. Can, so well written. Can you tell I did journalism at university? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. You're a writer. I should have. Should have so I went in. <laughs> you went in, but no, but that was. And you know what? There's so many themes in there. You've got kind of self love, patience, trust resilience overcoming the hurdles and barriers that come in and and I think one of the main co- sort of when people ask me what this podcast is about and I and quite frankly I, I struggle to explain it because it's not really about anything other than talking to ordinary people who have literally gone on to do quite cool shit and you are one of those people um, and there's a theme in people that just get on and do stuff and it is about um having blind faith in yourself and just like seeing past the haters and, and being focused. Um, yeah. Do you feel like you, any sort of events in, in earlier years in your teen years or even your childhood have impacted your, your approach to business and life in your coming up to your (laughs) thirties? Thank you. Um, yeah, look, I mean, uh, I'm from a, a relatively, upper middle class Jewish background. I grew up in Hampstead Garden suburb. Like, you know, I, I'm not... I, I genuinely didn't know that and I would not have <laughs> Yeah, I grew up in the burb, you know. I'm, I'm very much cut from that cloth. But, you know, when you are so wrapped in cotton wool, the little things become, you know, far worse than what it's they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and, you know, this is why I always say, like, I never appreciate when people are like, oh, I'm, I'm 60, you know, I've been on more of a life journey than you because you can be 10 and have more of a journey than a 60-year-old. But, you know, for me, like my, my, my life has been pretty cushy. Um, but there were events that, you know, my parents got divorced when I was very young, which is really traumatic for, you know, a young, you know, boy, a young, 
you know, mama's boy as well. So my parents divorced and, you know, my, um, what's the word I'm looking for? My response to that was to like overeat and comfort eat. And I became, you know, I was, I, I wasn't ever really skinny as a child, but you know, I became like morbidly obese. Like I was huge as a child and I had health issues around it and I couldn't do sport very good. I wasn't very fast at running. And, um, yeah, I always kind of thought I'll get past this eventually, but I knew like certain things had to happen and, you know, not to go too deep into it, but I used to live with my mum and my sister from a young age. I was about 12 and I thought I was the man of the house and I had this whole like vision of how I had to be. I had to look after both of them, and, you know, not to provide because I was a child, but, you know, I had to, you know, sit at the head of the table and do all these things. So, you know, I kind of lost a, a fair whack of my childhood from about the age of 10 to about 16. Um, my dad remarried and um, they built a home together with my stepmom's children and I eventually moved in there. Like I made a choice. Uh, it's very rare that the, the the kid goes to live with the dad. Like it's it just for whatever reason it, it's sad, but that is how it is. There's this whole maternal thing, and I made a decision around the age of fifteen. Like I want to go live with my dad, and you know, trying to make that work. And it was the best decision I ever made because I was able to be a kid in a house where there were parents and other kids, yeah. rather than a house where I thought I was the man. So, um, yeah, I think that that really helped me and. You know, I, I think I've spent a, a lot of time in my in my childhood and my my younger years trying to be something that maybe I'm not. I was trying to be when I went to university, like you know, the the jack of the lad, and and that was kind of shaped by like a relationship that I had where I was told, you know, I'm being too nice, and uh, you know, grow grow a pair of balls, like you know, take really? charge, and you know, that trying, you know, that was my first experience of someone being like, you've got to be something that you're not. And I went yeah. to university, and I was, you know. I was getting in fights and I was trying to like get with all the girls and you know, that was, it was fun, but it wasn't me. And yeah. I left university and I, you know, got into like a crowd going to football and I ended up hanging out with like, like, like racist anti-Semitic people and just trying to like, just ignore all of that. Cause I like, know they're all right. And I'm still friendly with a lot of people that I went to football with and I've sort of weaned away a lot of the scummy ones, but, um, yeah, like I, I spent a lot of my life trying to be someone that I'm not. And when I was 24, 25, I moved to Israel, I made Aliyah. And that's kind of what I'm talking about here, talking about, you know, the paths, because I was led to believe that I've got to go to school and do well and go to college yeah. and get your degree and get a good job and make money and do all of this stuff, because that's what we're told. But actually, I was like, fuck this, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to move to Israel and I want to try and experience something that I've always wanted to experience. And it was amazing for me. I only spent, you know, two and a half years there, but they were two and a half years of the most like, um, formulative years of my life. And to finally have that at, you know, 24, 25 is, is an experience because you already feel in your head, you should be somewhere further along than where you are, but yeah. you know, it's, it's been fine. And, and, and now I probably feel like, you know, I'm coming up to 30, as we said, but I probably finally feel like I'm at a place where I'm at the like point where I feel okay with who I am. You know, yeah. I, I'm not, not to relate it to other people, but I've done the bits that I wanted to do. And, you know, I had the childhood, I, I did this, I got that out of my system. And now I'm, I'm 29. I've got to a place where I'm happy and I'm really content with you know, it maybe took me a few more years to get to this point than other people, but I had yeah. to go through what I had to go to uh, through to get here. Or not, 
there is no i think there what you know basically there is no rule book we're all on our own journey we're all on our own time scale and you're absolutely right um I agree with you that only now at 29, 30, well, I've just turned 30, but only now do I really feel comfortable in my own skin. Yeah. Only now do I really think, James, you were, what was that facade about? Like, why were you pretending to be that person? Yeah. But maybe that's part of growing up. And I think that's why I ask people these questions because I'm trying to work out for my own benefit is to like, was I a massive fuck up or is, are we all just as damaged as each other? And everyone's got a really, really interesting story to tell, whether you've come from a broken home or not, whether you're gay or straight, black or white, like we've all overcome like significant, huge hurdles in our, in our childhood and our adolescence. And yeah, I think people our age, millennials are, you know, we're really feeling the pressure. Like there is this expectation. You know, I certainly thought I'd be married with kids at 30. Mm. Um, and I'm definitely not. <laughs> um, and and that, that that's the issue, especially, you know, I think, I don't want to make this about Jews, but Jews are led to be on this path. I think the the, the pressure, like, to, to discuss things, you know, that are stereotypes, but to be successful in business and to make money and, you know, own a home and do all these things. Like, as Jews, it, it, it's tenfold because, you know, I did grow up in a in a successful household, but... My dad, and you know, credit to him 100% for this, he saw what everyone else around me was like. And you know, they were 13, 14, getting the latest mobile phone. They were 17 in a brand new car. He was mm. like, you're not getting this shit. Like, you know, you've got to work for it as well. And you've got to learn that life isn't just handed to you on a silver platter. Even though he could have done, he could have bought me whatever I wanted. But he didn't, mm. and it, it taught me a really valuable lesson in my life not to just expect things because of who I am and where I come from. And it's, it's probably made me, you know, we talked about it before the show, like that's why people in the in the Jewish community don't know who I am. And I've not grown <laughs> up around that because I was kind of taken taken out of it. And, you know, I, I was led down a, a different way of thinking, and it, it's, it's really been helpful for me. Um, but, yeah, the pressures are, they are immense. And, you know, social media, as much as it, it pays for for my house that I live in and it pays for my car and it, it pays for everything is it's so toxic because the the comparative nature of it to compare yourself to other people um yeah when we live in a small community like we do you know you <clears> see you see everyone else you see oh his his uh so and so they've just bought this uh one million pound house and they're the same age as me like how did they get to this point already like why aren't I there like how haven't I got there but you know I've I've been saying something you know to my partner a lot recently over the last year that if COVID has taught us anything, it's to just be super appreciative of what we have because, you know, I've been lucky that COVID hasn't really affected, you know, I, I've got made redundant and I lost a job. Like I've lost two jobs during COVID, but I've made it work for me and I've been lucky and a lot of people aren't so lucky. And, you know, this is this has proven to me that, you know, I'm so thankful for for everything now and uh, like way more than I would have been without COVID. So I'm, I'm thankful for that because it's shown me that life could be worse and life is so much worse for other people. And um, even though I knew that, it's kind of taken this to open my eyes that little bit more. Yeah, so. it's been a huge, huge leveller. Anyway, listen, Ben. Yeah, I could go you, on you, all night. <laughs> we, could, we could go on all night. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm trying to... I'm trying to be good at like not having four, like hour and a half long shows because that's the current run rate at the moment. Yeah. Anyway, 
Ben, thank you so much. I think you are an extraordinary success. You really are. And I and you're another one who probably doesn't pat yourself on the back enough. I think what you've gone on to achieve with Ben's Vegan Kitchen, your blogging career, Plant Boys, um, while still having a full-time job, like you said, you've 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 been through it in the last 12 months, but you've also got a really interesting childhood and living abroad. So many elements to to your journey that I think is really, really interesting. So Thank you so much. Pleasure. I can't wait to see you. I'm sure we'll go on a walk very soon. Yeah, um, I mean, we live around the corner from each other, so it'd be rude not to. It'd be rude not to. Yeah. But maybe I you can hope... come on. Maybe you can come on my podcast. Plug, plug, plug. Two V's and a pod. If you want to listen to. <laughs> oh yeah, God, I didn't even plug. If people want to follow you, where can they find you? Um, they can find me on Instagram at Ben's Vegan Kitchen or at Plant Boys. It's P L A N T B O double I S. Plant Boys with two eyes because of we see more with our two eyes. Um, yeah and also I've got a podcast it's called Two V's and a Pod Um, it's just a a show chatting about how we're not preachy vegans but we made a whole podcast to to prove it relatable not hateable and also you've had like I'm so jealous of what you've achieved tell everyone what what high um, chart position you've got Uh, we went up to like I think it was like 12 in like the food charts I'm not sure if that's the UK I'm not really keeping up or number one in Cyprus are we number one in Cyprus? That's... that's what I saw on your story. You were like, we were number one in Cyprus. Yeah, I, I, I post a lot of things after a few drinks, I don't remember. But yeah, okay. we were number one in Cyprus. So thank you. To all thank, the... you Cyprus. thank you, Cyprus. Yeah. I don't know how to say thank you in Cypriot, but I'm sure it's uh, complicated. But thank you, Cyprus. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and go check us out. But yeah, thank you so much for, for having me on. It's It's been really nice to uh, sit on the other side, actually, and... Uh, I hope I wasn't too preachy at the start of the show. Mike, not at all, not at all. You're a character and I love you to bits and uh, I'll see you soon. A hundred percent hope so, my friend. Peace out. Lots of love. (laughs) Well, that was fun. Thank you so much again to Ben who always manages to make me laugh and put a smile on my face. Uh, He really is something. Uh, and apologies uh, for any vulgarity in that episode. It was all Ben's fault. I blame him 110%. In the meantime, please stay in touch and be sure to subscribe or follow from wherever you're listening from so you get notified when new episodes are out. That's likely to be every Tuesday morning at around 7am. Until then, stay safe, lots of love, and thank you, as always, for listening.